0: What is good guys? How are we doing? Are you doing better? I know that it took me a few days, but I'm feeling a lot better. Um, obviously season's over now and I'm back into excited mode because now that the season's over, we can move forward. We can move on towards next year. We can look towards the draft. We can look towards the combine. We can look towards free agency. Um, we can look at all the changes that are happening and we can get excited about next season because you know what? This one's over. So it's on to the next. And with that, I'm going to crack open a beer. Let's have a chat. All righty. So. Um, I guess we'll just start out with some, uh, basic news catching up a little bit. Uh, I hope that this is a much more positive, uplifting fun than my last episode. I realized that the first 20 minutes of that one, I sounded like I was, uh, extremely depressed and, you know, I was cause that was a really painful loss, but, I had a week to process it and here we are and I've had a really good day. I've been getting excited about all these draft prospects. I went snowboarding today and now I'm going to crack open a beer and we're just going to talk about what happened this past season and, uh, what the current news is and, Not this podcast, but honestly, I'm probably going to do another podcast tomorrow, Sunday, uh, talking about off-season needs. So I think this podcast is going to be primarily talking about how well everybody on the team did. So kind of giving like a team grade player by player, every single person on the team. And I guess we can also kind of factor in coaches, although there's, Not a whole lot of coaches, but there's a couple that are definitely worth mentioning. But anyways, um, yeah, again, kind of just want to go through this, uh, go through and just kind of grade every player on the 49ers roster and just kind of talk about what we saw from them this year and was it good, was it bad, um, all that kind of stuff. Just basically a quick recap on every single player on the team. Just so we can kind of say, like, hey, you know what? This season, we are officially concluding it. We are, you know, I, this is this is my sense of finality on everything. Okay, so. And I think the easiest thing to do is, honestly, just kind of go position by position. Um, before we do that, though, just a couple quick uh, housekeeping things. So... Major news in terms of coaching for the Niners. Uh, D'Amico Ryans is going to be staying as the defensive coordinator. He turned down a second interview with the Vikings. So I'm excited. We keep D'Amico for another year and uh, great for our defense. He's a great coach and he's probably going to have head coaching interviews next season. Um, Mike McDaniel Apparently had a second, like a 10-hour interview yesterday with the Dolphins. And they're also interviewing the Cowboys offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. So it sounds like Mike McDaniel is a finalist for the Dolphins head coaching job. If I was him, personally, I would run away from that organization. It sounds like it's trash. Uh, Brian Flores actually brought winning football to that organization for the first time in decades and they fired him for it. And regardless of what you want to get into with the whole race relations and the blackhead coaches and everything, you don't fire a coach who actually brings winning football to your organization. Like he was the best coach they've had in a while and they fired him. And then it comes out that the owner was offering Flores, $100,000 a loss to tank. And honestly, like, that is not the culture that you want to go into as an organization, as a culture that fires good coaches, a culture that, you know, where the owner is encouraging you to lose games, incentivizing it. Like, hey, we want you to tank. I'll give you a $100,000 bonus for every game you lose. It's just it's horrible. And not only that, but like whether you, I, I think we can mostly, I think we pretty much all agree that it's ridiculous how, I guess you could say like short of a leash, uh, black coaches are given in the NFL. If you're a black coach, it's like you're held to an even higher standard than other coaches. It seems like, but regardless of that, just terrible culture, terrible ownership. And I think that that might even Like, just as far as, like, the owner himself, I think that might actually be breaking, like, NFL rules, because, like, that could be seen as, like, uh, gambling tampering or something. Like, if you're incentivizing losses, then that means that you're, like, trying to... I, I don't really know how that works, but I feel like that's something that could get an owner kicked out of the league. So... I would really just stay away from the dolphins. If uh, I was Mike McDaniel, I understand the appeal of being a head coach, but there's some organizations that are better than others. And just because you're offered the job that you want, it doesn't necessarily mean that you should take it or it's actually a good job. Um, You know, those are the organizations that can destroy careers. So if Mike McDaniel, I, I just hope he stays away for his own good. Um, If it was a good organization with a winning culture, then I would say best of luck, but I hope he stays away from it. There's, there's better opportunities out there, or at least there will be next year. And if he's legit getting a second interview, then he will probably have interviews next year. If he isn't hired this year. Anyways, anyways, on from that, uh, the Niners did end up uh, losing a couple coaches, Uh, The main one that stood out was, I think his name is Embry, the tight ends coach, as well as the assistant head coach. Uh, They ended up firing him. They were going to demote him for no longer being the assistant head coach and only have him be the tight ends coach, which it sounds like they were asking him to take a huge pay cut, and he declined that, so they fired him. Um And then, but so that sucks because I know Kittle really likes him, but we just hired Anthony Lynn, former Chargers quarter uh, head coach. Um, He was the Lions offensive coordinator this last year. He played running back for the Denver Broncos with Mike Shanahan when he as the head coach. Uh, he has a really similar offensive system, philosophy, and just like amazing human being, a leader of men. So I am extremely excited that we brought in Anthony Lynn as an assistant head coach. So I hope Mike McDaniel doesn't go to the Dolphins just for his own good, because that sounds like a shit organization with a shit culture and a shit owner. But bringing in Anthony Lynn is amazing to add to our coaching tree, I think that it'll add a lot of maturity and experience because Shanahan has only had five years. D'Amico's only been in DC for one year, and Mike McDaniel's basically been second fiddle or um maybe not second fiddle, but uh he's been working with but under Shanahan for like 10 years. So it's not it's awesome to get someone in who has equal, if not more experience than Shanahan. So I think that's a great thing. And then also Justin Herbert, if you remember, Justin Herbert had the incredible rookie, rookie year, rookie season. I think he won rookie of the year. Anthony Lynn was the head coach of the chargers that year. And I believe he was also the offensive coordinator. So that's exciting. I I love it. That's just all around amazing. Just soak it in. That was the most exciting news this week was bringing in Anthony Lynn as the assistant head coach. I think it's amazing. Uh, again, sucks that we're losing a really good tight ends coach, but it is what it is. Um, I think that our off. we also had an offensive line coach. Uh, like two of them get poached. Uh, I think one of them, he ended up going to... I uh, don't remember exactly. I want to say uh, like a Kentucky college uh, to be a coach there. And I think that the Broncos also took uh, one of our offensive line coaches. But either way, not a big deal. You know, you get a couple of assistants, not a big deal. Um, just a couple coaching changes. Some other things that happened this week. Uh, the main thing was the the end of the season... What are they called? Uh, like the end of season interviews or, you know, exit interviews where all the players that want to and most of the players go out, talk with the media. It was really long. Pretty much every player got a chance to go out, talk to the media, answer questions, say their goodbyes for the season. Um, nothing really too crazy. I mean, obviously everybody. There was a lot of questions about Jimmy, a lot of questions about Trey. Um, you know, there's like health related questions who's rehabbing, who's happy to not be rehabbing, uh, what are they going to do with their vacation? All that kind of stuff. Just your typical exit interviews. <clears throat> uh, Shanahan and Lynch, though, on I think it was Thursday, either Wednesday or Thursday, they had their coach and GM exit interview. It's pretty long, they went for like 40 or 45 minutes, nothing really too crazy. Um, i think that uh yeah honestly there wasn't anything too crazy that kind of stood out there it was it was pretty typical i mean i like that they took the time there answer all the questions um yeah so pretty straightforward um i do think that one of the coolest things though i guess some of the good things from that interview um probably the the best thing that i remember hearing was that Bosa and Debo have been budgeted for. <laughs> so that is good news. Uh, it sounds like Lynch, Shanahan, the whole brain trust there, they've already realized, like, hey, these guys are incredible. They are part of the team. They are integral to the success of the team. And they are going to be well compensated. Because as we know, this team, they like to pay premium talent that they develop from within. You know, George Kittle, fifth round pick, ends up becoming a superstar, all-pro tight end, best tight end in the NFL. They opened the bank, paid him. Fred Warner, same thing, third round pick, ended up becoming just a, a leader on the defense, a team captain, one of the best linebackers in the NFL, paid him. Now, Debo and Bosa, same thing. Guess what? Debo, second round pick. Uh, He's up for an extension. So my guess is they're going to crack open that piggy bank and pay him. And then Bosa, who knows? I think this is the first year he's eligible. Um, I I don't know if anything happens. Technically, there's still a fifth-year option and then franchise tags, Um, we could see an extension this off season with Bosa or we could not, it could be a fifth year option if they want to negotiate more like who knows, uh, they're in no rush, but it is really nice to know that, you know, they've budgeted for it and they're planning on keeping those two guys around. So excited about that. And then the final big piece of news this week was Jimmy's final press conference, And it was interesting because Jimmy's final press conference came after Shanahan and Lynch had their press conference. So one thing that this organization has just done such a good job of is turning around the image of the team and the culture to the point where everybody knows that the Niners are going to do right by their players. Like when they could, when they were making a decision between Buckner, Armstead, Jimmy Ward, they made their decision, regardless of how you feel about the decision. You got to appreciate the way they went about it saying, Hey, you know what? That number is just a little too, that number is out of our budget. Um, but you know what? Go out there, find someone. We will, we will trade you to a place that wants you. You set up the deal and we will, we will get you there. And you know, they, they did right by him. It sucks to lose him, but sometimes you got to make decisions and they did right by Buckner. Buckner got paid and he went to an organization of his choosing. You got to give him that. And we're running into the exact same thing here with Jimmy G and Jimmy Garoppolo, um they're gonna do right by him. And I think it was so cool that they gave him an opportunity to go out there and just say his piece, you know, have his he he had a 17 minute presser just for himself. And I think that it was so cool just of the organization. They didn't really say anything in their presser as far as like what they were gonna do. You know, they were very kind of keeping their cards to their chest and, you know, we haven't fully made any decisions. You know, we're going to be upfront and honest with everything. But then they're like, Jimmy, you can have 15 minutes. Have at it. You can spill the beans. You can tell it. And it was just really cool. They let Jimmy do it. He went out there and Jimmy, it was it was just a sense of finality to it where Jimmy is just like, Hey, you know what? I've loved it here. I've really appreciated my time here. I love every single person in this room. I've made so many good relationships. And one of the, he, he said that it, when they traded for Trey, you know, it was a sense of finality and clarity. And he knew like, Hey, this is my last ride with this team. So he knows it, it's done. And Jimmy basically came out and say it, said it. He's like, hey, you know what? We're we're trying to find a good place. We're working together. In the end, I think both sides will be happy. Jimmy just said he wants to go somewhere where they want to win. And I think both sides will be happy, you know? I mean, let's keep it real here. Like, there is a market for a Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback. I think we can all agree that Jimmy Garoppolo, he might not be an elite quarterback, but he is a quality starting quarterback. Like Jimmy G is a starter in this league. He's somewhere in that 12 to 20, 15 to 20 range. You know, again, he's not elite, but he's an upgrade for probably... He, he's better than, at le- he's not in the bottom 10 of quarterbacks. He is not in the bottom 10. I'd put him to average, and I think on a good day, Jimmy is definitely above average. On a bad day, Jimmy's maybe bottom 10, but I think overall, again, you're looking at a mid-tier quarterback. It's 32 teams in the NFL. I think Jimmy's right about there at 15 to 20. You know, he's an average quarterback, Um, and as far as just as a human being, amazing just one of the most classy professional and just cool guys, you know, like I think Jimmy, there is a reason why every single person on this team loves Jimmy. And I think that if you met Jimmy, you would love Jimmy too. I think Jimmy is just a really cool dude. He's authentic. He's up front. And I think he just, he's an awesome person an awesome human being. And he's a really good leader. And I, you know, there's there's some quarterbacks out there that you know, they're more talented, but I think Jimmy is a better quarterback, a uh, better leader. Um so there's definitely a place for a Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, real quick, I just want to go over um and I think I'll probably use this as a transition uh into going over all of our players because I think the the most interesting thing um that's probably going to happen fairly soon is where does Jimmy get traded to. Now, Jimmy technically has a no trade clause this season. However, if if Jimmy agrees to go somewhere, then they can trade him wherever Jimmy says okay. Like the no trade clause only means that Jimmy can veto a trade and it expires at the next count, the next uh, NFL season year, turnover, whatever it's called, which is March 16th. So they can send him literally anywhere March 16th, but until then, Jimmy can veto a place that he doesn't want to go. As far as what we can expect for potential compensation, um, I think a second or third rounder is pretty realistic. You look at some of the trades that have happened over the last couple of years. Uh, A guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who I think Jimmy is definitely better than Teddy Bridgewater, went for a fifth. A guy like Carson Wentz uh, went for a second that could become a first. Um, Let's see here. So Sam Darnold, who is trash, and I never understood why people thought he was good. Um, Even him. On a, now, granted, on a rookie contract, and he's really young, so, you know, like, quote-unquote potential, even though he's just bad. Sam Darnold, I think he was uh, two second-round picks. Uh, Stafford was two firsts and some other picks. Um, so you can kind of see, like, a trend here. Like, if you're basically, if you're a bottom 10 quarterback, you're looking at you know, fourth, fifth round pick. If you're looked at as a top 10 quarterback, you're looking at a first round pick or more. And if you're kind of a mid round, uh, like in a middle average quarterback, um, I think you're looking at a day two pick. So realistically, you know, a second, a third rounder, uh, I could also see it being like a pick swap where it's, Hey, we'll give you our late third round pick. If you give us your, early second round pick. Um, so I could see a pick swap, uh, reports are as of today, at least that the Niners are looking for a second round pick or a third and a player. Um, I could see that being an option, you know, you trade, uh, pick up a third from a team and then you also pick up, you know, a depth piece for, uh, you know, one of the position groups, um, So, yeah, who knows? Uh, But, yeah, I think second or third rounder seems realistic. I could see possibly, like, a conditional second that could turn into a first, uh, like, next season. Like, if he plays more than 90% of the snaps or, you know, takes the team to the playoffs or something, a conditional pick. um, I could see maybe multiple picks. So, maybe it's, like, a third and a fourth or, like, a second and a fifth. Or maybe like a a 2 this year and a 3 next year. So, a whole lot of different options. But I think that's generally what we're going to be looking at is probably a 2nd or 3rd round pick. Which helps because we don't have a 1st round pick this year or next year. By the way, that Trey Lance trade is looking better and better. Think about this. We gave up the 12th pick and the 29th pick to go up to 3. Now, we don't know what next year's draft pick for the Niners first rounder is going to be, but this year it'd be pick 29. Like if you told me like, Hey, you can give up 12 and next year's 29th pick to go up to three, to get a franchise quarterback with elite physical tools and a high character, smart kid. I'd be like, sounds like a good deal to me. So that trade is looking better, especially because this draft class um not a good quarterback draft class. There's uh there's about four or five quarterbacks that are coming out that have potential. Um, but I think most of them realistically are I think most of the quarterbacks coming out are like second or third round grades in terms of like where they're where they would be drafted from like a skill set standpoint, an ability standpoint, in terms of being a as a prospect, a second or third round grade prospect. So not really a whole lot of, uh, elite quarterback prospects this season. Um, it's not like last year where you had five picked in the first half of the first round. Um, I, I would be surprised if there was, I'd be surprised if there was four quarterbacks taken in the first round. Um, just none of them seem to be as sure of a thing as last year. Um, so, yeah, as far as where Jimmy might go, um, I'm just going to real quick bring up a list of teams. I'm just going to go through every team in the NFL, yes or no. Um, I think there's there's probably about three or four places that I think would be a good fit, and I think there's maybe eight or ten possible fits. Uh, AFC East? don't think anywhere there. Obviously, Buffalo has their guy. Jets got their guy. New England's got their guy. Uh, Miami Dolphins, maybe like very, very slim chance, but you know, maybe if Mike McDaniels gets hired there and they're like, Hey, we'll give you the 29th pick and we'll be like, cool. Give us, give us our pick back or something like that. But I, I don't really think that'll happen. Um, I I think they're still not sure on Tua, but You know, do you give up like a first or a second round pick when you still have Tua? Don't think that happens. Um, NFC East. Now, I do think in the NFC East, the Washington, they changed their name. Now they're the Washington Commanders, which is like the most boring PC name ever, but whatever. Um, So the Washington Commanders, this is one that I think would actually be a, a possible legitimate fit. Um, cause you figure they were a competitive team last year. Um, I think I like their coach, Ron Rivera. I think he's a good coach. He's well-respected. They've got a talented defense, like really good defensive line. Um, they need to work on their secondary, but they've got, uh, they've got a couple weapons. You know, they've got Terry McLaurin's really good. They've got a solid running back. Uh, so, you know, you got a really good receiver. You got a good running back. Uh, A really good defense. You've got a division that I think you can compete in. I think that, and think about this, like the Washington Commanders, like they almost made it to the playoffs with Tyler Heineke. And Tyler Heineke, I mean, Jimmy's better than Tyler Heineke. Um, I don't think it's the perfect fit, but I do think it's an option. Uh, I also think that they're a team that's desperate enough that they would be willing to give up a reasonably high pick. I think their second-round pick is somewhere around 40. Uh, So that could be an option. Uh, Cowboys, no. Giants, don't think so. I think they're committing to Daniel Jones, and I don't think Daniel Jones is that good, but whatever. Uh, Eagles, don't think that's happening. I think they're going to give Jalen Hurts another year. Uh, AFC North, Bengals, no. Browns. Maybe I don't think so. I think they're going to roll another year with Baker. Uh see how he does post surgery. They're kind of they're kind of trying to decide what to do. Ravens, obviously not. They got Lamar. Steelers. Steelers I think are the number one perfect fit for Jimmy. Multiple reasons. I think they're also the betting favorite. So here's the reason why I like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, number one, they do not have a quarterback. So Big Ben just retired. Their other quarterback is Mason Rudolph, who's not good. Um, they made the playoffs last year with Big Ben, and Big Ben was terrible last year. He hasn't been good for probably two or three years. I think Jimmy would be an upgrade on that. They've got some. They've got a couple solid weapons on offense. Deontay Johnson really good route runner separator. He'd be really good getting open on those underneath routes. Um, I don't think that chase Claypool is the type of receiver that Jimmy would like to go to. Cause he's more of like a, a deep th- threat possession guy, but maybe they could, you know, get him doing more possession catches over the middle. Um, they've got Najee Harris, who is a really good running back. Jimmy's, you know, he'll check it down to running back sometimes, Uh, They do have a weak offensive line, but their defense is elite. They've had a top defense in the NFL almost every year, uh, year in, year out. And I think it fits, you know, like put Jimmy in there, um, upgrade a little bit of your offensive line. Uh, You got a couple solid playmakers. If they bring Juju back, then, you know, you kind of got like a, a, a big body slot guy. So there you got you got a route running guy that can separate. You got a, a slot receiver that you can get it to. You got a big possession guy. I like the Pratt, uh, Pat Pat Friermuth, their tight end. He's solid. And again, you know, like run the ball, quick passes. You know they they had the ultimate in just like quick game, quick passes, rhythm passing, and a really good defense. And not only that, but. Really good coaching, and they're a team that, with how competitive they are year in, year out, I don't think they're willing to reset with a rookie, especially with how this rookie cast class looks. Like, what are you gonna do? Wait till like pick 22 and draft a development quarterback, and then just basically tank? Um, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are a good fit. Um the division is obviously pretty tough. The Browns are really talented. The Ravens are, you know, really good. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Um, but I think that if Jimmy goes to the Steelers, I think that's a 10 plus win team, realistically, with Jimmy there. Um, just because and again, who else are they gonna get? Like legitimately, like who is Pittsburgh gonna get at at quarterback? I just I don't see a better option. And yeah, I don't know. I just, for some reason to me, that seems like the perfect fit. All right. NFC North bears. No lions doubt it. Packers. Nope. Vikings. Nope. Um, AFC South Colts. Nope. Jacksonville Jags. Nope. Uh, Texans maybe, um, I don't think so. There's There's a small part of me that says, um, you know, Jimmy knows some people in that organization. Uh, Like, I think the GM was either drafted Jimmy or was with the Patriots. So he knows him and they've got their rookie Davis Mills, uh, maybe bring Jimmy in to compete with Davis Mills. They've still got to figure out how to get rid of Deshaun Watson and who knows what's going on with that. I haven't heard a single thing about that, obviously, um, which is kind of interesting. But anyways, Texans, small chance, but, and I I don't think that's a team that wants to win. That's another thing is like the leadership that I think the, the coaching and the leadership that Jimmy would bring to the Steelers. I think it would work. All right. Uh, And then Tennessee Titans. Nope. They've got Tannehill, Uh, NFC South. Uh, This is where it gets interesting. So Buccaneers, Uh, they don't have a quarterback. Um, yeah, really weird. So Brady retires and they don't have a quarterback, so they need a quarterback, but I don't think that Jimmy fits in that system. They have, so Bruce Arians, his offense is very much a a vertical passing offense, like go deep, you know, no risk, it no biscuit kind of thing. Uh, so I don't think it works necessarily from an offensive standpoint, from a need standpoint, I could see it. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think that's extremely likely Falcons. No Panthers. I could see that working, but at the same time, they spent so much on Darnold and Cam Newton. Maybe not. And then the saints now, if Sean Payton had not retired, I would say this is another one where this is a perfect fit. However, with Sean Payton retiring and stepping down from the saints as head coach? Uh, no idea who the coach is. Um, and again, this is a team that almost made the playoffs with freaking uh, what's his name? Um, T- Taysom Hill. Like really your tight end was your quarterback and Jameis Winston. So who knows? uh yeah so Saints maybe buccaneers I mean you know the needs there but the fits not Saints they've also they're in they're like 75 million over the caps so I don't know how that would work with the Saints either all right afc West Broncos this is another one where I think it'd be a really good fit uh similar offensive system uh they have a good run game they've got a couple really good weapons uh really good running back, really good defense. I think the Broncos would be a really good fit. They also have a lot of picks. Uh, I think they have two second round picks, if I remember correctly. I think they've got uh, one around 40 and then I think they also have um like the the 63rd or 64th. I don't remember why exactly, but I think that they have multiple picks and they need a quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater, I'm sorry, but he's not that guy. And Drew Locke is also not that guy. Um, I know that the Broncos have also worked with Shanahan and Lynch in the past. So I could see that being a good fit. Uh, I really like that fit. I think the Broncos, again, be a really good fit. Um, I would say Broncos and Steelers are probably my favorite. The Commanders would probably be my number three in terms of best fits. Uh, If we continue with the AFC West uh, chargers, no chiefs, no Raiders. So the Raiders are really interesting because they cleaned house as far as they got rid of their GM. They got rid of their head coach and they hired Josh McDaniels um, or Josh. What's his name? Anyways, they hired the former new England Patriots offensive coordinator, Who, again, worked with Jimmy multiple years as the head coach. So, personally, I think that it makes more sense for them to stick with Carr. um, Because I don't know what, they would have to do something with Carr in order for that to happen. Uh, But maybe they think, uh, maybe they're in just like a kind of weird mood where they're like, hey, you know what, we want to do a total rebuild. And what we're going to do is we're going to trade Carr. We're going to get a higher pick for Carr than we can get for Jimmy. We can get Jimmy for a lower pick, have him for one year on his $20 million deal. And we can develop uh, like one of these like late round quarterback prospects underneath him, a la Trey Lance. Uh, again, like don't really see it happening, but there is that connection between Jimmy and, And uh, the new head coach there with the Raiders and then NFC West, obviously not going to happen. Cardinals, Rams, no Seahawks. No, unless by some crazy chance, you know, Russell Wilson gets dealt and then we're like, yeah, we'll trade you to the Seahawks. Uh, But I don't see that happening either. So there you go. Uh, That's the entire league. Um, Again, I think the best spots, I think Steelers, probably the absolute best spot Broncos also really good spot. And then commanders, Those are the three places that I think make the most sense, uh, in terms of, you know, they've got some offensive weapons, good coaches, uh, you know, good offensive weapons, good defense, and you know, they, they need a quarterback. So there we go. There we go. So those are Jimmy destinations. How are we doing on time? Um, cool. So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to end this podcast because I think now we've basically just caught up on all the news. And I'm going to do another podcast just so that way this one isn't an hour and a half. And on that one, we will talk about grades for every player on the team. Now that we've talked about all the things that are going on around the NFL, all the Niner news and Jimmy's potential places. Um, But overall, exciting time. So. Um, I'm going to end on this episode and then I'm going to do the next episode is going to be just grades. We're going to go through every single player on the team and just talk about talk about their season. So uh, till then, catch you next time. Go Niners.